He heard it all, Charlie did. Heard the drums and songs and slogans, and knew what everybody and his rooster was crowing. There was going to be a shooting war. They were having town meetings and nailing up posters all over Minnesota, and the excitement was so high Charlie had seen girls faint at the meetings, just faint from the noise and hullabaloo. It was better than a circus, or what he thought a circus must be like. He'd never seen one. He'd never seen anything but Winona, Minnesota, and the river five miles each way from town. There would be a shooting war. There were rebels who had violated the law and fired on Fort Sumter, and the only thing they'd respect was steel, it was said. And he knew they were right, and the Union was right. And one other thing they said as well, if a man didn't hurry, he'd miss it. The only shooting war to come in a man's life, and if a man didn't step right along, he'd miss the whole thing. Charlie didn't figure to miss it. The only problem was that Charlie wasn't rightly a man yet, at least not to the Army. He was fifteen, and while he worked as a man worked, in the fields all of a day and into the night, and looked like a man standing tall and just a bit thin with hands so big they covered a stove lid, he didn't make a beard yet, and his voice had only just dropped enough so he could talk with men. If they knew, he thought, if they knew he was but fifteen, they wouldn't take him at all. But Charlie watched, and Charlie listened, and Charlie learned. Minnesota was forming a volunteer regiment to go off and fight. It would have near on a thousand men when it was full, men from Winona and Taylor's Falls and Mankato, and as far north as Deerwood and from the capital, St. Paul, as well. A thousand men, and Charlie had learned one thing about an army. One part of an army didn't always know the business of another part. The thousand men in the regiment would be in companies of eighty to a hundred men from each section, and it would be hard for a man to know men who weren't from the same area. Charlie couldn't join where they knew him. Somebody would spill the beans, and he'd get sent back or used as a runner or drummer boy. He wasn't any boy. He was going to sign to fight as a man, and he knew a way to do it. They would gather at Fort Snelling, up along the Mississippi. All the companies from all the towns would assemble there before they went off to fight. He'd just take him a walk, Charlie would. Take a walk by himself until he was at Fort Snelling, and there he would lie about his age and sign up as a man and get him a musket and a uniform and go to see what a war was like. "'I won't get into any trouble, Ma,' he said, wrapping some bread and cold potatoes and half a roast chicken and some toe cotton. "'Plus they'll be paying me. I hear they give eleven dollars a month. I'll send most of it on home to you and Oren.' Oren was his younger brother. "'You can use the money, and I won't be under your feet all the time?' "'You aren't under my feet.' She hated it when he talked fast." He always got his way when he talked fast. He'd smile, and that cowlick would stand up in the back, and he'd talk fast, and she couldn't keep him from what he wanted. He was a good boy, as good as they came, but ever since his father, Paul, had been kicked to death by a horse gone mad when a swarm of bees landed on it, Charlie only had to smile and talk fast, and he got his way. "'You haven't ever been under my feet.' "'Same as,' he said, shaking his head. "'I'm always in the way.' "'Best I go off and see what the big fuss is all about. "'You ain't but a boy. "'And I've got to be a man sometime. "'You said it more than once yourself. "'Charlie, you said, you've got to be a man. "'Well, here it is, my chance to be a man. "'A boy wouldn't go off to earn eleven dollars a month "'and wear a uniform. "'Only a man. "'So I'm going to be a man and do what a man can do.' "'And he won. "'She knew he would, and he did.' and he took his bread and cold potatoes and chicken and left home walking down the road for Fort Snelling. And if she had known what was to come of it, if she had known and could tell him what would come of it, 
She would have fought to drag him back and let the federal government keep their $11 a month. But she had also heard the songs and the slogans and seen the parades, had been to the meetings, and though it was her son Charlie leaving, she did not think it would be so bad. Nobody thought it would be so bad. Nobody thought it could be so bad. And all the officers and politicians and newspapers said it would be a month or two, no longer. It would all be over by fall.